The Circle, a novel by Ed Adams. Tonto, Jay Silverheels. Bigsy looked out of the front windscreen of the car. He'd moved forward when Chuck had left. Claire was seated next to him. They had been watching the time, wondering when the moment would be to go to the side of the Los Alamos establishment which Chuck had described. Then, to Bigsy's surprise, he saw Chuck walking towards him. No one following, no dramatic chases, just Chuck in the uniform. Chuck smiled and walked around to the rear door on Claire's side and climbed in. Let's go, he said. Claire turned backwards as Bixie maneuvered the car away. So how did it go she asked, that all seemed undramatic. It was, said Chuck, the admin area was pretty much unsecured as part of public information, and I almost think we could have got the same information from the internet. The public access to information bill can explain a lot of things, he added. But if we'd gone to the internet, we would not have discovered the additional information that I got by turning up in person, he added. What was it? asked Claire. There was a marking on the folder containing the information. It was quite old school but effective. A symbol that told me there was a hidden Wi-Fi network in the vicinity. I went back to the cafeteria, logged on, found it and it took me to a home page with a code reference on it. What kind of code reference? asked Bixie. He was driving? Not anything I've seen before, said Chuck. Here it was an alphanumeric string GC172NM it looks like a plane marking or something, said Chuck, I think G is Great Britain. So, it could be GC, said Bigsy. I think 172 is a type of plane too, said Chuck, the Cessna is one of the most common civilian plane types, it would be a needle in a haystack to look a British Cessna with GC markings. I don't think we are on the right track at all, said Claire although I suppose there is that big air force base to the south of here. Not the place to find Cessna though, said Chuck. Tank busters maybe in F-15s, but not little civilian pop-pops. Okay, said Bigsy, we should find somewhere to regroup. I think we'll need some internet time to make more sense of this. Bigsy had been driving out of Los Alamos, and now they were on a long strip of road with a ribbon development of modern shops and stores. There will be somewhere along here where we can stop, have a drink and score some internet, he said. Sure enough, within another mile, they were at the approach to a sprawl of individual stores. This is fine, said Chuck. He gestured to the coffee house cafe. Look burritos, said Bixie. This is fine. They pulled off of the main road and into the parking lot. As they climbed from the car the temperature of the day startled Bixie and Claire. Whoa, it is hot, said Bixie. Welcome to the land of air conditioners, said Chuck. They walked into the cafe. Claire ordered three coffees, and Bixie added some orders for burritos and a side of nachos. Bixie fired up his computer. Okay, let's start by doing the obvious thing, he said. He typed the code from Chuck into the computer's search engine. To his surprise, there was an immediate hit. Wow said Bixie, I think we are onto something. The code appears to be like a map reference. It is not GPS, said Chuck. No, it is a geocache, said Bixie. People use geocaches to set trails for hikers. 
This is a reference to a particular cache. This seems more likely than the Cessna idea, said Claire. Where is the geocache located? I don't know yet, said Bigsy, but it's got a name. Er, a slightly crazy name. Tonto number two according to the search. Let me find a geocache site. He typed in geocaching maps, and to his surprise, a map of the west coast of the United States appeared covered in little symbols. Hmm, said Bigsy, this could take some while. The map covered the area around San Francisco and was covered with little symbols which Bigsy took to be geocache locations. He zoomed in, and there were even more locations shown. This could be like looking for a needle in a haystack, he said. Claire pointed to the top of the map. Look, she said, it says search. Let's type in the code. Bigsy typed in the letters, and the map swirled to a different location. It was difficult to tell where it was because the symbols more or less obliterated the place names. Zoom out, said Claire let's see if we can find something we recognize. Bigsy zoomed out, and they could make out that the area of the map was in the locality where they were traveling and seemed to be centered on Santa Fe. Okay, now let's zoom right in, said Chuck, to see where this cache is located. Bigsy pressed the button a few times. The map got more crowded but then it started to clear. They could make out an aerial grid of streets, still with a surprisingly large number of locations shown. Then it started to clear as they got to a level which began to separate the individual markers. They could make out the city and an airport. It was Santa Fe. They were looking at a map of the very center of Santa Fe inside a hotel called La Fonda. Look, said Claire, there's another cache close by as well. GC272NM. At that chapel. Yes, we have found the location, said Chuck. That's the place where something has been left which will tell us what to do next. Isn't this becoming like a treasure hunt? asked Claire. Why doesn't the person just put the information in one place? It's very deliberate, said Chuck. This is to create a chain which needs to be followed and also to ensure one person only holds that information. Like a cell. I'm sure you've heard of that idea before. Chuck and Bigsy nodded. Something was being hidden and there was a difficult process to uncover it. Bigsy was busily typing in another reference Tonto number one. I've been chaining along these geocaches. This seems to be the last one in the series. It's at a hotel in Santa Fe. He dialed up the hotel on his computer. That looks nice, said Claire, another winning combination. Let's go check it out. It's only around 35 miles from here.